David. Why, why are you going to be so creepy? <laughs> Dude, I just have the greatest sub. I mean, better than Subway, better than Mr. Sub. All free advertising. But I just had a firehouse sub, and it was delicious. That's like the place that, like, they're really expensive, though, right? Yeah, it's like 10 to $12 a sandwich, depending on which ones you get. But the customer experience, whew. Top notch, right? You know what I love? When you walk into a, a restaurant and they yell at you. Yeah, but it's not like the soup Nazi from Seinfeld. They just all yell at you at the exact same time. Like, yeah, but it's <laughs> every time you go in there, it's like, oh, did I do something wrong? Yeah, uh, you, especially with like COVID and stuff. You're walking in and like you could barely hear them when you first start. And you're like, OK, I'm staying on the right side of the floor. And they're like, welcome to Firehouse. <laughs> it's like, are you even wearing a mask? Like I can hear that perfectly. <laughs> the doors close. Do you know what won't yell at you, but will make you laugh all the time? This episode of the Sinon's Creed podcast. Welcome to the Scene on Screen Podcast, where Sean and David talk about anything and nothing, or in this case... And, and we won't yell at you. As I'm running the intro, <laughs> I put my hand down on the keypad, or the number pad on my keyboard, and I still had um, Soundtrap open. And do you remember that song by Sean Desmond forever ago, where it was like, let's go, and it all started off the beat pad? It's like, do, 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 do. That's literally what just happened. I touched the keys and I just heard a whole bunch of like beats. I was like, oh boy, hope that didn't record. And then I realized it was all in my headset. Well, that's good because I didn't hear any of it. Good. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> so what's, what's up? How are you? I know we've, uh, you and I have actually had an incredibly busy week. We, uh, we've recorded some special projects that we'll talk about in a bit. And uh, whew, it's going to be fun. I'm really excited. Yeah, it, it's been, uh, it's been quite eventful. We've have some new things coming up, which I did uh, hint at at our last episode for any of our eagle-eared listeners. Uh, do eagles have good? E- they earrings? must. They get. They got us so that they can hear the little tiny squeaks of mice f- from the distance below. Those little scurries in a hurry. They're just yeah. Like, um. Yeah. So we got some bunch of stuff that we've been working on. Uh. There's there's a bunch of new things that were announced this week uh, and a lot of stuff coming up next month and a lot of new things coming out. We're going to talk about all of that. Is it weird that I, I just look at the news cycle for this week and there was nothing really gaming that kind of popped off the page? All I really cared about was that Marvel announcement, which we'll, we'll break down a little bit. But there was just nothing that really said hey, we should talk about this on next week's show. And as you guys know, we always record into the late, late Thursday night sometime just to make sure you guys have content for your morning deuces Friday morning. Mm-hmm. But this was a, this was a weird week. We, uh, we wished we were able to get some hands-on experience of Pokemon Snap before you guys. 
but we'll be able to talk about the reviews that we've seen online and kind of the comparisons that we've seen. It's just, it was a weird news cycle week, I think is the best way to put it. Yeah. And, and there was some stuff that came out that was completely unexpected as well, which you, sorry, I'm, go ahead. I'm super, which I'm super excited about though. Yeah. It, you might want to hold on to your, your overalls for a little bit longer your butts hold on to your butts because uh i think we should talk about what we played this weekend first because you and i played a, a, an array of things um, a plethora of entertainment as you guys would have seen on instagram uh david hosted a, a virtual game night which was really fun we got to hang out with some friends uh nothing much more to that story except board games are stupid when you die early and your friend doesn't <laughs> want to let you back into the game because he's a jerk. Maybe you should just get good. If it was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> it totally was your fault. No, the, the game that we played is pretty, uh, can be unforgiving, but uh, um, like board, digital board games are, are pretty sweet, especially when you can't get together with friends. Yeah. Um, I, I rather enjoyed playing coup, even though there was variants of the game that I didn't, no, because I have never played with those expansion packs. Yeah, and I totally won. Actually, you know what? We played two games that that night, and I won both of them. Yes, but I am the champion. We're here to talk My video friend. games and movies and TV. <laughs> and like I was saying to you pre-show, I've I've watched some new things this week. I, I've been playing a bunch of. Not Call of Duty because my internet has been duty. And uh, you made a poop joke. I did. Can I tell you about my internet problems? This is please do. This has been I, like I feel like everyone right now is just like, yes, John, tell us about your internet problems. I've had some Wi-Fi issues, and I'm convinced at this point in time that either somebody above me or below me is running something that's just ru- like that has so much digital interference that my internet has just become poop. Because wired in perfectly fine, but my Wi-Fi is absolutely garbage. It's trash. For now, they're working on it to get it fixed. But me, being the the gamer that I am, I gotta get my Call of Duty fixed because you know I'm playing with my friends and I can't be the one with potato internet. And I run a cable to where I play, and the adapter on the cable's broken. I was like, oh, what the hell? Like, how is it broken? Oh, like the the clip is broken. Oh, so it just doesn't, it it can easily jiggle out, you know? Yes, but the Series X's um, Ethernet port isn't deep enough to be forgiving enough to not have that switch engage or that clip engage. Well, I feel like it's a standard depth. Well, I, I mean, I, I have that broken cable plugged into my PC and it works perfectly fine. Get your shit together, Microsoft, said Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, long story short, I immediately thought, oh, my God, what's going on? Why can't this work? Why won't this work? Um, so I plugged a different Ethernet cable in and I moved the Xbox and I was like screwing around with it and it still wouldn't connect to um like a wired service. And I was looking at all the different settings on my Xbox and I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Turn to our dear friends at Reddit who have never, ever, ever steered anybody wrong ever. I mean, I saw a meme earlier of a seagull yelling, welcome to firehouse. And I laughed. (laughs) I made it (laughs) for anyone wondering. Uh, Anyways. So um, long story short, I got on 
with customer service after I read this whole article about how the Xbox Series X, some consoles that were released at launch needed to be pushed an update to their Ethernet ports in order for them to work. Others would have to actually get sent in for repair. And I've been having a week, let me tell you. The last thing I would want to do is send out my console. I mean, I have a second console, so it's like the biggest first world problem ever. But at the same time, I was just like, no, I'm not. No, this is not. No, I can't. So long story short, they were able to remote into the Xbox, fix the problem. I'm back. I'm wired. I'm good to go. That is the reason I haven't played Call of Duty for a week. Oh, you poor baby. I know. I have been playing a lot of uh, Jedi Fallen Order and MLB The Show. I'm I'm hooked on both. They're really good games. Uh, funny, funny thing. Um, at my work, we have um, we have a, a company that comes and takes our dirty laundry. Um, and th- like they they wash surgical gowns and like f- fabrics. <laughs> what, what are they called? Sheets, all that stuff. Um, and so one of the guys that comes in every so often, I was just chatting with him and. And we were just making some small talk, right? And he's like, oh, any plans for... This was like the, the other week, right? Yeah. He's like, oh, any plans for this weekend? I'm like, well, you know, MLB The Show 21 comes out. And he's like, oh, you playing on Xbox? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm so excited for that. And so we just started chatting about that. And he, uh, I gave him my gamer tag. And uh, he hasn't added me on <laughs> on Xbox Live yet. Wait, of, you're playing baseball? Hurt. Can we play? I actually haven't played it in a little while because uh, Angela and I have started playing It Takes Two. Oh, you did it. You bought it because I, I like it yeah, because you, I hyped it up. No. You, so you mentioned it and I was like, oh, this seems kind of interesting. And the trailer looked really cool. And uh, like usually when I play video games, well, when Angela and I play video games, um, she just kind of watches. Right. Like she enjoys watching like the story and, and all that stuff. Right. Yep. But I, I've always kind of wanted to find something that we can play together. And this was like a prime, like perfect. Like it had uh, a, like a, a humorous story. Um, and it seemed interesting. Lots of different gameplay styles and stuff like that. So I, uh, I had some game credit at a, a local video game store. And so I, I got, got it there and it is, it is a ton of fun. Um, the funny, funny thing is though, Angela is not very good at 3d platformers. So she gets very frustrated (laughs) to the extent where she like wants to stop playing because she feels so bad because I'm just like at the end of a, a section, just waiting for her to, to jump from one spot to the next. Cause instead of, you know, like years of us playing video games, we've, gotten the timing down for doing double jumps and dashes right yeah you just assume that you know how to do it she just button mashes so i'm like you just you're you're button mashing or she's like i'm not i'm jumping and like you gotta you gotta jump before you run off the ledge (laughs) so so it's a lot of fun like we're, we're getting through it slowly the uh the i think we've we've completed the first two levels and they're actually pretty lengthy levels i think they have like a mini boss and then like a, an end boss um and the bosses usually take us like a half hour to beat just because uh we usually die 
And the, the cool thing though, is be, like you have unlimited lives, obviously. Um, but you can keep respawning as long as one of the, one of you guys are alive. Right. So if she's dead and waiting to respawn, I have to try and stay alive so that she can respond so that if I die, then I can respond. Right. The odd time something will hit both of us or knock us off the ledge or something like that. But it is a, it, it's a lot of fun. And the, the first level was kind of like, it was just kind of, I wouldn't say it's slow. It's, uh, it's like introducing you to the game and the different mechanics and stuff like that. So a lot of kind of like teaching moments, but I, the I, second, I was going to say, I could imagine this game would probably have a larger tutorial because it's it's definitely one of those gateway games yeah, in the well, video game world. It doesn't really have like a, a significant tutorial in general, but like it'll introduce a specific mechanic and then it'll have some basic stuff and then you use that mechanic for the next little bit in the game. Um, but the second level is hilarious. And I'm super excited for what like the next, I don't know how many levels, apparently the game's fairly lengthy. Lengthy, but uh, the second level was actually pretty fun. Um, it it without spoiling too much, there's squirrels involved. <laughs> it, I I laughed so hard by that. Do you know what's really funny? And I know my computer can't hear me. I just googled how long to beat, and the first game that shows up is it takes two. Yeah, uh, weird. Main story: um, eleven hours. If you do all the collectibles. Well, main and extra is 12 and a half and completionist okay, so is 15. 11 hours is not bad for that. And that's probably that's like an average, right, of, of people voting. So that's probably people who are both good at platformers. I can see it taking Angela and I like 20 plus hours, You know, the, the <laughs> fun- which I'm OK. I'm getting my money's worth out of out of that. Well, I was just going to say that, like, for the value of the game, 11 hours is actually probably a lot better than most, because mm-hmm. some games are $80 and you're getting eight hours worth of story. Mm-hmm. Like, Call of Duty is, an, I think, a nine-hour story, but you also get unlimited hours of uh, multiplayer, right? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm pretty, ex- pretty excited uh, about continuing this game. Um, I I'm really enjoying it. Um, for anyone who follows our Instagram, you might have noticed that I built a Game Boy Color earlier in the week. And so I've been crushing Pokemon Crystal, <laughs> aka playing it for the first time. And I know that I could play... Actually, I think Crystal was the last one for the Game Boy Color. Um, so. Yeah, no... Yeah, because like there's gold and silver, and then crystal came out. Gold and silver was compatible with the original Game Boy, and then crystal was uh, Game Boy Color only. Yeah, that's the one with so, Sue Sween on the the front, right? Something like that. I don't know. So uh, I've been playing that, um, which is man, like a Game Boy with a backlit like color screen is so nice, like super impressive. But the uh, the motherboard that I bought needs some work. Like it works, the whole thing works, but I gotta change the charge port because it's a little or a little rusted and uh, the headphone jack is a little corroded and I'm going to change the speaker because it's a, I, I think they just put like a cheapo speaker in there. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then I got a, uh, uh, like a digital audio amp, <laughs> a little mini one 
to uh, boost the sound. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to do a, f- a few more modifications on it. But overall, my total costs end up being less than if I bought a just like a basic Game Boy Color used. So up next is my Game Boy Advance. <laughs> Which I showed you earlier. I was like, yep, Game Boy Advance, my Game Boy. I have one. I got a Game Boy Advance the other day from someone like really cheap off Kijiji. Dude, I can't find my my purple see-through Game Boy Color. See, but I, I, I have, have a green one. I have a uh I have a like a lime green um Game Boy Color somewhere. I have no idea where it is. It's like in a box somewhere, but I if I find it, I'm totally putting a backlight screen on there as well. Um but yeah, I mean, I've just been doing those. It takes two and Pokémon Crystal. Yeah, um so just going back oh, to that, it and, takes and, and and Nexamon. I think oh, I mentioned this last yes, episode. Yes, you right? were obsessed. Nexamon is like it's actually pretty sweet. So if I want to play like new school Pokemon, I'm I'm playing Nexamon on my Switch. If I want to play old school Pokemon, I'm playing it on my Game Boy Color now. Nice. Best of both worlds. Yo, so I was just checking in on this. Black Ops Cold War's main story is five hours. You definitely got value for your money there, my friend. Five hours? Yep. Completionist is eight hours if you go for all the extras and stuff. Wow. All play styles average five hours or uh, six hours to complete. That's that's such actually really shitty. Yeah, I'd I'd also look into Battlefront, but I don't want to really be sad, so <laughs> that's okay. Um, yeah. So aside from playing games, have you been watching anything? I just finished upload. We started it last, I want to say Saturday or Sunday on a recommendation from somebody we knew. And it was uh, it was quite enjoyable. I really enjoyed the show. Um, I am interested in watching that. What's what's that one about? So obviously, it's about uploading your dingling to the internet. No. Um. So the, the tra- on screens OnlyFans account opening soon. <laughs> the, the only ferns account. We could just like post like naked consoles of our like or naked pictures of our consoles. Like we could take the co- the. the the covers off. Yeah, no, somebody probably hasn't done that already, but that would be funny as hell. That'd be hilarious. And we could take like toys and action figures and take all the clothes off it. Yeah. Our girlfriends would be like, what the hell are you guys doing? Buying all these like dolls and action figures and then taking the clothes off and taking pictures of them. Just oh doing what we're doing. Yeah. Don't worry about them. Don't worry about it. Mom, get out of my room. Yeah, for, forget about it. <laughs> for, for, forget about it. Um, no, so Upload is a television show about a person who has an untimely death and he is uploaded to a cloud-like server um, where he gets to live in, how could I best describe it? Um, an interactive world in which he can interact with other dead humans. Like an MMORPG? Um, yeah, and there's like paywalls and stuff for what they can and can't do. Oh, wait, hold on. So you're saying that in the afterlife, you still have to pay money for things? Well, the people who are keeping you alive and your consciousness alive? Yes. So the funny thing is it's like it's a joke on Verizon. So they're it's called Horizon. Okay. And their cell phones work. So you can call the dead anytime you want. It's the consciousness is uploaded. Into a system. Uh, so this guy's like living his life um, and his girlfriend's like paying for it. But there's like mysteries and twists and turns along the way, like why he died. All right. How long is it? Uh, this one, the first season's 10 episodes. The second season's coming out at the end of the year. 
So, so you have some time, but uh, I'm, I'd be very curious to see what you guys think of it for sure. Yeah, because um, now that Falcon and the Winter Soldier is done, uh, we'll talk about that a little later. But yeah, I don't really know what to watch. Well, you know, there's there's um, your Mighty, Mighty Ducks. Du- Mighty Ducks. That's still that's still running. But still, it's you need I need that like hour long episode or like that that longer than Ooh, uh, you're going to be disappointed. Most of these are like 30 to 40 minutes. That's all right. Like I can take that, but I just need like a series that I can kind of binge watch. Yeah, um, it's, I'd call it a dark comedy mystery drama. Mm, There's a lot uh, going on. There's a lot of like moving pieces. A dark. Or, I can't, I can't put those two together. That's fine. Or those three together. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, we haven't really been watching anything other than um, Mighty Ducks. Fair, fair enough. Quack, 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 Mr. Ducksworth. Mm-hmm. Quack, quack. Mm-hmm. Do you know what we're going to be doing a ton of in the coming days and weeks? Because, you know, Ontario's nonstop super lockdown, volume five. No, I, what? I, I was going to say we were going to get together, you know, turn the lights down, turn on the Zoom and uh, play some Mario Party. Oh, fuck yeah, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let me let me preface this with Nintendo doesn't like to listen to people, right? Nintendo will release games and stuff like that because they know that they sell. They'll, they'll, they'll come out with sequels to games that they know will sell. And Nintendo, two years ago, released Mario Party, or it's called Super Mario Party, on the Nintendo Switch. It was a decent game. Like, it, it had Mario Party mini games that we expect to play mind you i've only ever played like maybe like a dozen of the 80 games including in because it it's like random roulette thing doesn't make any sense it keeps picking the same games over and over again so anyways the one thing like it had online play but all it was was um mini games and such a stupid online component because people aren't playing Mario Party just to play the mini games. They're playing Mario Party to play the the Mario Party board game, and then crush your your components in the mini games, right? So yeah, out of yeah, the blue, like trash talk is one hundred percent a component to Mario Party, right? So out of the blue, earlier this week, Nintendo stealth drops an update, bringing the version number of Super Mario Party to version one point one instead of 1.01 and they have finally two years later added online Mario party party play to super Mario party. Fuck. Yeah, bud. Yeah. You were so excited when you messaged me the other night. It it was like so, so out of the blue. Right. Um, So the only, I would love for them to have a, like a matchmaking system. Mm-hmm. But really, all all it is, uh, you can play with your friends on your friends list or play with people uh, invited using a password. There's no random matchmaking, um, which Nintendo's really got to get their shit together with that stuff because it's 2021 and people want to play games with random strangers on the Internet. <laughs> so get your shit together. I wonder if it's going to allow us to do the river rafting because that's actually one of the most fun games um i i don't think so it's like what like the, the river raft one where you go and select the the routes that you're going yeah 
I think I think it's just the the classic Mario Party mode. So just like the f- four maps, which is also shit. Like it's been it, it years. Yeah. Give me like two more maps, please. And and kind of change it up a little bit, right? Like because the the maps are really small. So, but I think this is like a prelude to the rumors that happened. Was it last week? There was two major games in the Nintendo E3 rumor that kind of dropped. One was a new Mario Kart, which is about fucking time, because the last one we got was for the Wii U. And number two was we were going to get a better Mario Party. So I'm wondering if they're doing this update to test the multiplayer capabilities on the Switch. Well, they know the capabilities. Um, I wonder if... Maybe not necessarily a new Mario Party, but maybe a an update, kind of like how they updated Snipper Clips uh, a while ago, long time ago. Yeah. Um, and they added like a bunch of features to it and stuff like that. Um, I wonder if this is just part of like a, a DLC. Like it's Nintendo, right? If they're going to release content for for a two year old game, it's going to be paid DLC. But it could very well be, you know, another four maps and, you know, another dozen mini games, right? Uh, and TBH, I would totally buy that because I love we we love playing Mario Party. It's a great game, but like Mario Party in general, Super Mario Party, not the greatest game, just because for the longest time, it's been lacking a lot of things from the older older games. Yeah. But if they can update it and release um, like new content for that one, they could really make it something good. So if they release a new a new new game, going to be kind of disappointed. But depending on how, as long as they don't go like the Mario Party Ten route, <laughs> uh, it, and they they take what made Mario Party good and kind of bring that out, like super super duper Mario Party. Then yeah, I might buy it. But. Do you remember when the DLC dropped for Mario Kart Eight? Like on the Wii U? Yeah, and like yeah. you got, you were getting two new sets of tracks, so eight tracks total. Yeah, it was like twenty bucks, right? And two for, characters, for both the DLC pack. So it was like eight tracks and four new characters. Yeah, and it was like twenty bucks for both DLCs combined, or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was like eleven ninety nine for one or twenty dollars for two. Like obviously you're gonna buy the two. That yeah, was the last the, time the we got one of those like it pissed me off when I got a switch and I bought the same game completely unlocked, which I already paid for. Now twice. But you still did it. Yeah. So that Nintendo League that dropped, there are titles like Mario Kart, Mario Party included, but here are some of the other ones that are interesting. Dragon Ball Z, uh Kakarot. Dark Souls 2, Tales of Destiny 2, uh, a new Zelda game, likely Arcarina of Time or Majora's Mask, IP unclear, Fossil Fighters, Time Splitters, a new Sonic game, a Virtual Boy title. I mean, I haven't really used the virtual consoles in a while, but I would love a Virtual 64 console available in the the realm. A new Super Mario Strikers, WarioWare, uh, Metroid 2D side scroller, a Sonic spinoff, so either Tails or Knuckles, I guess, and a Earthbound reboot, Guitar Hero, and Ring Fit Adventure. Hmm. 
Yeah, there's uh, Reggie had made some comments about Earthbound as well, which was interesting. But uh, as with all things Nintendo, it's only rumors until Nintendo says. <laughs> yeah, but like this is a pretty big data leak, so I guess we shall see, right? Mm-hmm. I'm excited, though. Are you excited? I'm pretty excited. Yeah, you know, it's it's always interesting to see where Nintendo, like or what Nintendo is going to do. Because even when it's even when things are kind of rumored or or leaked, they still manage to impress and surprise. Right, like they, uh, you probably wouldn't um, find this too interesting because I know you've never played the games. But uh, they announced recently, like I think, yeah, earlier this week, the great or, or officially, like this was leaked. Um, I think there was a listing leaked on Nintendo of Japan or something like that, but then it was taken down. Um, they announced the great Ace Attorney uh, collection, which if I don't know if you remember or if you remember hearing um, the Ace Attorney games for Nintendo DS. No, but if you could tell me about it, that would be amazing. They're, they're essentially, uh, you are a uh, defense attorney and you have to solve mysteries and stuff like that. Um it, it's they're very popular games. Um, they are comedic and they have like lots of puzzles and stuff like that. So anyway, so there was a Japan only version of the game called the great Ace Attorney. And it takes place back like, you know, in ancient Japan and very similar gameplay. Like there's uh, a lot of the characters that are comparable to just the, the main Ace Attorney series. Um, and you just go through and solve old mysteries and stuff like that. But they just announced that this was coming to the N- Nintendo Switch with English voiceovers and including like the original Japanese voiceovers. English so or English? English. What did I say? No, you said English, but that could either be like North American English or British English. Oh, well, like it's English. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyways <laughs> so that's coming out um so it's like a prequel uh to phoenix right um you end up practicing law in london and investigating crimes with a doofus version of sherlock holmes so so that's gonna be english english well like i don't know it might be like british english that would be that we're north american english we don't count yeah like yeah, listening to the the trailer real quick, they have like British accents. Ah, so they it, have it English accents. <laughs> oh my god, it takes place in London, England. Um, so yeah, that's coming out. That's a uh, like that's something that was kind of leaked, but um, Nintendo announced officially. I'm kind of interested in that because the only like the only way to play that game in North America or or in in English English. <laughs> was to uh, have like a modded 3ds um and download a rom and patch that with an english patch like a fan patch right so this is the only legal way to do it in north america with updated graphics and all that stuff so that's pretty cool yeah do you know what else is pretty cool finally mm. the wait is over for a game i care about more than you apparently um we talked a little bit last week about pokemon snap Oh, yeah, that game. And all the reviews have come out, and they all seem kind of the same. 
And for me, I'm kind of shocked not to pull any punches that IGN ranked it only an eight considering anything with the Pokemon logo or Nintendo's logo on it seemingly always gets a nine or a 10 or somehow higher. Well, <laughs> from they, also, they also rank like every single Call of Duty like a 10 out of 10. Which makes no sense because this Call of Duty is awful. Their ranking system doesn't really make sense. So in their little review, it's like a six minute review video. Um, and they talk about all of these like amazing new things about the game, all the new additions. They they made a comment about how the first Pokemon Snap was kind of like disappointing. And that's right when I was like, this review is incredible. It is has no credibility. Because the first Pokemon Snap was amazing. At the time, it was absolutely fan-fucking-tastic. But you also got to remember the comparison that they're making is saying like, well, it had five or what was it? Seven maps. And then you got to do rainbow kind of super road at the end mm-hmm. with um, like trying to capture a picture of Mew. But that yeah. was it. There but was no still, variety. Like, there was no like you had to unlock some things at the time. Right. Like it was kind of also limited to, to the size of the cartridge and, and how they could program the game. Right. So anyway, so they, they made this comment. And then they spend this whole like majority of this review kind of raving about it and saying all these great things. And they made two negative comments, one of which being that like the, the ratings for your photos are kind of like random. Like it's it's there's no rhyme or reason to why you would get two stars versus four stars. Right. Yeah. Uh, And then they made a single comment about there's a few frame drops when something large or there's something happening that takes up a lot of the, the, the screen real estate. Right. So two things out of all of like the amazing glowing comments that they made and they give it an eight. Yeah. The other thing too, is like, they purposely put that in there. The, the frame rate drop, they happen to capture a clip of it. Right. Yeah. Um, I I honestly think like based off of what they say about the game, their rating should be at least like a nine point five. Yeah the the thing that kind of caught me off guard with the review, and I'm glad we're actually talking about the review. We're uh, reviewing a review. Is the variety of what she said? She was like, "Yeah, it's like so refreshing that there's all these new things to do." Well, you're damn right. Like the first game, yeah, you had to like knock a squirtle down to hit a button in order to get to like, uh, I think it was like a secret road, right? Like to get onto another level. Mm-hmm. You had to like take weird pictures to have um, Pokemon spell out images or like shadows be like of a pincer and stuff. I get it. And I do like and I appreciate how she complimented the game for being like, oh, you know what? As the game progresses and as the Pokemon start trusting you because you keep throwing apples at them or whatever, they're going to like if a stranger showed up randomly every day to my apartment and started giving me food, I would start to trust him. And I would start to randomly dance for him as he shows up. I'm starting oh, wait, to worry the, about you. And that's your the Uber Eats guy. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, how do I put this without disrespecting the game? Why? I think regardless you of how disrespect you disrespect the game, I think regardless okay. of how you play the game 
every time you play the map, it's going to progress. It's not like you could be an asshole to Grookey and him all of a sudden not want to play in front of you, you know? But you just keep peppering it with Pokeballs or Pester Balls. I yeah. think at your, like, 10th playthrough, he's going to do that. Yeah, it, it's it's clearly designed so that... You keep playing. You keep playing, right? And And I bet, honestly, I think that if you don't even do anything to certain Pokemon, they're still going to progress and do their next programmed animations like that. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I do believe that there is a progression point to the game, and that's going to be like, hey, if you hit this many XP, maybe that unlocks this Pokemon to do that. Because... Well, yeah, it's all in, that's what they said, though. When you beat levels, you get a certain num- number of experience points, and then... And then more things happen because Pokemon become more. So you don't even have to interact with specific Pokemon. You just gain experience points by beating the levels and then then and then just it levels up. I want surfing Pikachu. <laughs> and that's it. I like I'll probably pick it up eventually. Um it's definitely not a day one buy for me, mostly because we're still playing it takes two and I got some Pokemon Crystal I gotta play. It's a it's a day one for us just because we've been looking forward to doing something together. So it's like we didn't end up buying it takes two because it just like while she was interested, there's other games she's playing right now. She's really into Animal Crossing again. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I, I bug Angela every so often and I just remind her how she's abandoned her her villagers. And how do her villagers feel? Oh, they don't give a shit because you know Nintendo hasn't programmed any any personalities into uh, the villagers in this game. Chris got me... legitimately excited the other night when she got rid of the duck that was living on her island. Oh, really? She's like, it's about time you moved out. So funny thing. Uh, I bought Stardew Valley for Angela um, a, a while ago because it was it was really cheap on the eShop and I thought she'd like it. So she started playing it for a, a little while ago and uh Played it like nonstop for hours. <laughs> oh no! Can you? I accidentally hit that. But if you want to That's talk so about funny. how sad Stardew Valley is, no, Stardew Valley is great. But uh... <laughs> so Angela started it's like she. I'm looking at her playtime on the Nintendo Switch friend thing. Animal Crossing, 140 hours or more. And then once I gave her Stardew Valley, she just completely abandoned Animal Crossing. So she was, she had uh, the last like few weeks off from in, like in between semesters for school. And you're whispering so you don't get in trouble. I love oh, yeah, this. I know. She's going to hear this. She's going <laughs> to hopefully one day she'll listen to this episode. Um, so she spent like a good two weeks just playing Stardew Valley. And her playtime on the Switch went from like uh, 60 hours to 85. <laughs> And I'm like, so every time she's playing, I'm like, oh, you know, you, you, you know, your your Animal Crossing village, you've abandoned them, right? She's like, I know I feel horrible, but I'm too afraid to go back to the town. I'm like, well, maybe you should check up on them. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I've never played Stardew Valley. It's uh, it is actually quite possibly one of the most popular farming sim games since um, Harvest Moon. It's kind of like what Harvest Moon should have progressed to, but never really did. On this um, and the craziest thing is that it was made by one guy. 
and he and he keeps updating it like i think uh, like this was a while ago he he updated it to like and free updates too um add added like a multiplayer mode so you can work on a farm with a friend um they there's like all these like romances that you can you can like romance and get married and have families with like characters and all that stuff like it's it's crazy the amount of work and amount of content in this game um but yeah, she's been playing that. I have it. I haven't really played too much into it. I can play I actually, it on iOS. Yeah, it's on literally every system. I actually picked up. It's kind of a clone of Stardew Valley. Um, I picked it up on sale like quite some time ago, and I played quite a bit of it. Um, it's called Graveyard Keeper, and it's exactly what you think it sounds like. You're keeping graves. Yeah, you're this guy. Some guy. Who, you're some guy who like died or whatever, but then he gets transported to this like other world or, uh, and it's like, it's like earth, right? Like, it's not like a, like a mystical planet type thing. Like he's just kind of like in this like small town, but he's the new graveyard keeper. And so his job is to like, you have, there's villagers and all that stuff that you have to, and you have to collect resources, like the whole kind of like farming mechanic as well. But part of the job is to, uh, you know, dispose of dead bodies <laughs> and, and uh, they're like the church you have to build and maintain the, the grave until you can find out like, you know, you died and where did you, like, how did you die? And where are you all this stuff? So like I picked that up and it's, it's kind of fun. It's like a darker take on Stardew Valley, but. So I got a few questions about Stardew Valley. All right. Why on earth? Would you want to play a game that looks like it's for Game Boy on your Switch? What are you talking about? There's a ton of like games that are still that still use the pixel art. Yeah, but like, how am I supposed to be like, hey, Chrissy, you should try this? Um, because it's it's more than just like if you can't play a game because it uses like a a certain art style, then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I could easily tell you that I do that all the time when it comes to I, JRPGs. Oh, I know. I know you do. There's, there's <laughs> something. What are you going to say? A diff- Come at me. <laughs> there's a difference between like playing like what is it like a like a Weibo game or something like that. Like a game clearly made for people who find anime characters attractive and stuff like that. But uh, no, like this game, like one, it's it's an indie developer. It's one guy. Yeah, so Mr. Pix- Concerned Ape. Pixel art is easier for someone to to create on their own, right? Like you don't have to be an amazing artist to be able to do some pixel art. Right. Um, but there's way more to it than just the art style. Like, and, and I think with Stardew Valley, it's the art style that kind of gives, if you ever played games like Harvest Moon, um, on, on any of the systems, right? Like super Nintendo, even mobile, like some of the newer ones and, uh, N64, playstation 2 like it kind of is a throwback to those old style games more so like the the super nintendo era yeah um but there's so much more that brings it into the modern world with you know cutscenes almost and uh like just real world or, or or like i guess modern day game mechanics so um why yeah, is it twenty dollars on the Switch and seven dollars on my iPad? Uh, because that is called the Nintendo tax. Ah, the Nintendo tax. Yeah, um, I think the Nintendo Switch m- version is more recent. Um, but 
honestly, it's it goes on sale so often that you don't even need to ever buy it at full price. Um, I, I'm contemplating this for uh, while I'm working through the lockdown right now. There's no time waiting. It's not like I have to like plant my crops like Farmville and then wait two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is $17 on the Nintendo Switch, so I don't know what. Uh, price history, all-time low is like... four ninety nine. Yeah. Well, David, off your recommendation, I downloaded it from my iPad, so I have something to do. Did you... Oh, okay. I've never played it on... Uh, I've never played it on, like mobile or tablet so i don't know really know how well it controls it might be clunky i'm, it is I'm not the sure number one role-playing game and it's in the top five of all games on apple so yeah it's absolutely like it's it's got an 87 on metacritic 4.8 uh, on apple what critic review so critic review is 87 and then user review is 8.7 so the, the exact same that's uh, yeah so some some russian guy gave it a zero so there you go. That <laughs> that sums up Stardew Valley. Let's talk Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. Or do you want to do, do Games of May first? No, no. Let's do. Let's do, let's touch on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, all I've got to say is, you guys don't get a spoiler alert. It's been out for a week. You know the drill. We 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 do this once a week. <laughs> it, it happens. I thought the finale was good, but I also believe that the more I looked into it, the more time constraints due to COVID caused Sharon to be the power broker opposed to somebody else. And I felt that was very lazy writing. Yeah, but the thing is, like, if they if they weren't planning that to begin with, right, like if they wanted someone else to be the power broker, then... I feel like they wouldn't do that because now they've changed their entire universe going forward. You're, you're right. But they also shot a bunch of stuff with that, that woman who died that was like with Carly. Right. And they cut it all because they had COVID restraints. They also cut a scene with Florence Pugh's um, character who I can't think of the name at all right now. And Florence Pugh's Florence Pugh. Who's that? She is uh, a British actress or an English actress who is going to star alongside Scarlett Johansson in Black Widow. Oh, I don't know. Um, but I forget the name of her character. It's Black Widow's sister. Why oh, can't I think of her name? White Widow. No. Yelena Belova. And... She was. She had scenes recorded and shot, and so did Chris Evans. The show got cut down due to the fact that like, there was COVID constraints. And the thing that pissed me off the most about the season finale is you just spent five episodes turning John Walker into the biggest asshole. Mm-hmm. You took his shield in episode five. After he ripped your wings off. And can we talk about the fact that the the new Falcon didn't show up either, but he has the suit. Are you kidding? Well, I think they're saving that for saving what that what for episode seven. That's not happening. No, no, no. I think they're saving <laughs> that for uh, like a, a film. 
But okay, so right, he, like they're definitely going to have another Captain America movie with black Captain America. Is that what they called him? Black Black Falcon. But yeah, then, and he's like, no, that's Captain America. Yeah, um, they're going to have a movie with him, right? So I think that's where they're going to introduce, or they're they're going to expand on what happened in this this series. I assume so. I just while I'm airing all my grievances, the fact that you made this guy a complete asshole. And then he got to redeem himself by helping out. No. And then like that, that made that whole scene at the very end. No, make no sense. And now Wyatt Russell doesn't even want to continue on with the character because he, he was bullied a lot for being a good well, actor. Well, uh, I think like, I, I just dislike how, like, like you said, like they, they built him up to be this, this bad guy. You know, you see him kill this guy out of cold blood. He took the serum. It it brings out more of who you are. So we know that he the, deep down inside, he's a bad guy, right? Yes. And then in the last episode, he's like completely, I wouldn't say completely redeemed, but they just act as if is like, I don't know. They act as if he's like one of their siblings and his, their parents are telling them to play nice. So they're like, that's Fine, a good way gonna- of putting it we're going to fight these guys together, but I'm not going to look at you. Right. Like it just kind of didn't make much sense that he was, uh, so welcomed into their fight. Like, I feel like they should have been fighting him as well. Like turn it into the strange power struggle where, you know, he's trying to fight, uh, Carly. Yeah. Is it Carly? You got it. He's trying to fight Carly and they're trying to fight Carly, but also like defend Carly from him killing her because, you know, Falcon knows that he can that like that, that there's some good in her and that she can turn like good and all this stuff, right? Like they could have turned it into a more in-depth power struggle between the three of them, but they they didn't. Um it it was just kind of really unfortunate. Um Episode five was the best episode. That's the one where he killed the guy, right? Yeah, no, that was episode four. Which one was episode five where they fight him at the very beginning. And it's, it's like a little bit of a slower episode, but it sets everything up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like overall, the last episode was kind of, I think that the end of the episode before it ended on such like a cliffhanger, like such a high note, like, holy shit. Like they're all in New York right now. Like it's going to be this big thing. And then it never really turned into this big thing. Well, yeah, the biggest reveal got kind of wiped out by the fact that um, Sharon killed Bartok and shot Carly. Like all at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. It was just boom, boom, done, done. And like, that's what disappointed me, because if you like if you watched from the original Captain America's Sharon Carter wasn't bad. She just wasn't. And I I think they cheapened her character. They ruined her character a little bit. And like, is this because Steve (laughs) dated both her and her aunt at the same time? You'll never know. You'll never know. But I don't know. Like, it's going to set up. So like Marvel did what most studios would do is after 48 hours of the show being out, Rumors started floating and now it's confirmed that Captain America four is in development with both Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan go like doing the role together, which is Sebastian Stan Bucky. 
Oh, see, I told you it's going to just be a continuation of the the series. Yeah, but they're going to get a movie. I wish, like, I honestly hope that it goes to another, like, episodic series. I think they make really good buddy cop TV. Mm-hmm. My my biggest, I, I think my biggest complaint about this episode is that they didn't really have a satisfying reveal of Falcon becoming Captain America. What? He blew through a window. It was fucking awesome. Not, but so they ended the last episode. They ended the last episode on him opening up that like chest thing. Yeah. Right. And just staring at it. And you know that that's the suit. But I feel like they could have had a more impactful um, introduction to him donning the suit and the, the name Captain America. Right. Like kind of taking that suit out, taking that shield, like putting it on. Right. Like, yeah, we saw the montages of him like training and throwing it and running and all that stuff. Right. Which was cool. But I think like they could have done something better with actually getting him mentally and accepting the fact that he has to be Captain America. Like there's no one else who can be Captain America now. Uh, And while they just kind of they like they were already into the fight right and he just showed up and he just flew in he was still like there, there wasn't the same impact of okay he's accepted his fate of being captain america like uh and, and i just felt that was kind of disappointing because it just felt like a continuation of something that had already started in the f- like you know when like they when when shows or movies well like i i I think what what is it um the the second hobbit movie doesn't that one end like right on a cliffhanger of like a battle yeah. is about to start right that's what that's what this felt like almost like this the this last episode the beginning of this last episode where he like flies through the window and he's wearing the captain america new suit it just feels like a continuation of a fight that had already started in the previous episode. And there was no dramatic impact of him actually putting that suit on and coming to terms with him actually being Captain America now. And and I know that they had conversations. He had conversations with the, uh, the black super soldier, right? Um, they, they kind of had a whole him coming to terms with his life and the people who he's with and all of this stuff. Right. But we never actually saw him actually becoming captain America. It was just kind of like thrown in there. And that could have been also due to like the pandemic and they were time constraints with filming and stuff like that. But I, I feel like out of everything, like this whole series was just building up to him becoming captain America. And they didn't have that. Yeah, I like I don't know if you'd agree with this or not, but I feel as if this series was an episode too short. Just they mm-hmm. missed a lot of content that they could have added. Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it. I know Krista said she enjoyed Black Widow or Black Widow. Um WandaVision a lot more. Um and her kind of review hit home a little bit with me too because it was these are four characters she really didn't care about. I've always thought Bucky was cool, even though the Winter Soldier was kind of a dick mm-hmm. and kind of like really screwing with Steve Rogers like 
values. But to her, these were four characters she didn't care about, and she still doesn't care about two of them. Like, she really fell for the the love story of Wanda and Vision, and, like, she identified with that story a little bit more, and Mm -hmm. she was just like, like, she understood, and I agree that the biggest villain in that show was America and racism, by far, but she didn't really feel with Bucky and and, uh, Sam. Yeah, no. But we got a new movie coming out, so that's cool. Oh, there's another Marvel movie coming out. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, Captain America 4. We just talked about this. I know. I was joking. We knew it was going to come out anyways. <sighs> yeah. Um. More important question. You you know what's coming, right? No. It's, it's a three-letter word Justin Timberlake made very famous. Some games are coming out. Do you want to talk about them? I want to talk about them. But first. It's going to be me. It's going to be me. It's Thank you to whoever made that audio clip. (laughs) (laughs) All right, May games as games of May. Games of May. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So games of May. Games of May. What else do I have to say? Um, it's kind of a weird month, eh? Like this is the month that we typically prep for uh, E3. You get your like your surprise. Big. Oh shit. What? Before we talk about games with May, did you see the Bethesda news this week? Uh oh, that, that their Stardock game or something. Starfield is going to be an Xbox exclusive. Ooh, the game that we know absolutely nothing about is going to be a Star uh, Xbox exclusive, and it could release this fall. Potentially, I guess uh, the rumors, right? That Take it's, that it's, death loop. <laughs> it's all it's all rumors, obviously. You know, um, but. Uh, yeah, there's rumors that Starfield is going to be a Xbox exclusive, which, sure, that's understandable because, you know, Microsoft Microsoft spent billions of dollars buying Zenimax Media. Um, and we know nothing about the game. And I, I guess the rumors are that they're aiming for a holiday launch this year. Yeah, no, is. nothing is official, but it's just funny because Deathloop, the original... I'm only coming out for PlayStation now as a timed exclusive for PlayStation is going to have to compete with itself again and again and again. Well, the thing is uh, at least with Deathloop, like they're, they're still getting that timed exclusiveness, right? Like, so for a little bit, Sony's still getting the sales on it, but guaranteed. I think a lot of people are just, are just going to wait for it to come out on game pass anyways. Yeah. Deathloop to me, like as, as much as it's interesting, I just can't see myself running out to buy it. Mm-hmm. Because Bethesda, owned by Microsoft, means it'll be on Game Pass. So, looking down the list, does anything really catch your eye? I saw Resident Evil Village is dropping on the 7th of May, which looks pretty sweet. Yeah, and the new Resident Evil game. If you haven't played the demo, you can play the demo. There's a, a vampire with everyone's in love with. <laughs> Except you, you're not in a vampire. I, I actually didn't really play the demo. I was too scared, so... Don't you don't uh, like those scary games? Not really. I'm not a big fan of them. Um, those uh, Famicom d- detective games are coming out on the 14th, which is quite interesting. Uh, those were there's actually a bunch of stuff coming out on the 14th, the Day of Love in March. Um, <laughs> what <laughs> or May? <laughs> um, 
Famicom Detective. These were games that came out on the, I think, the original NES. Um, so these are coming out for the Nintendo Switch. They are like kind of detective, uh, mystery detective games that were revamped and updated in HD for the Nintendo Switch. Um, it'll be interesting to see how those are. Uh, I guess if you don't like, what are they, the the digital novels? or whatever yeah visual not visual novels uh you might not like it but i don't know it might be something to pick up on on sale but uh the big one for the 14th of may uh is mass effect legendary edition this is the remastered version of the mass effect trilogy not including the trash that was mass effect andromeda um so updated game graphics, game engines, uh, game mechanics. I think they took a lot of the mechanics from uh, Mass Effect 2 and 3 and kind of put them into Mass Effect 1. Um, bunch of bunch of fixes and stuff like that. So honestly, I might pick that one up. The Mass uh, Effect games are so good. You might not have to. Because I read on the Twitterverse that it's going to be available on EA Play right away. Huh? Really? Yeah. Well, then I guess I don't have to buy it. Which would be very shocking, but because it's a remaster, this might actually happen. Now, again, it was like Twitter rumors, but where there's a thread of more people ratioed than not ratioed, I you tend to believe it. Uh, yeah. If if anything, it might just show up as like one of the uh, the timed like demos, right? You know how you get get like ten hours of gameplay if you subscribe to ea play yes for near this game so it might it might just be that but i don't doubt that it will eventually if anything come out on uh, ea play but uh if it does that's sweet because i could dive right back into that hey if you want to uh get into days gone for a second time you could pay full price to play it on windows the developer would love that yeah he said so in an interview yeah there was uh <laughs> there was some comments and discussions about like apparently there was rumors that there was going to be a days gone Two, but because the original game didn't sell very much uh there was a uh interview with one of the de- the developers i don't know if it was like the the director or something like that uh who no longer works for that the company i believe but anyways uh he said if you want a uh sequel to a game buy the game at full fucking price and that was the quote uh, and it's like, okay, dude, maybe if you want people to buy the game at full fucking price, release a game that's not buggy as hell. Unless yeah. you're Bethesda. Like we bought it for $50 <laughs> and I promptly sold it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I sold it. Uh, like it's not a bad game, but, um, just at launch, it was kind of lackluster. There's a lot of stuff. Um, moving on. Well, I was going to say the only oh, other yeah. thing about the days gone thing was, he was deeply offended that the game sold the most copies on days of play sales and black Friday, where the game dropped down to a, a crispy $15. Well, he should just be happy. People are playing the game, right? Yeah. Like they made their money back. Fuck off. Like how shitty would it be if the game dropped 15 bucks and nobody bought it? Right. Uh, moving through May. David's favorite game. <laughs> leisure leisure suit larry oh yeah what dreams, I twice? <laughs> what dreams I twice uh yeah no thanks um Have may played- 20th 
Oh, I was going to say, what? have you played SnowRunner or MudRunner? Because that, that's no, a really fun are, game. Those are kind of cool, yeah. I, I, I've never really played them, though. I don't know how well it's going to run on the Switch. Sorry, yeah, Nintendo. Probably not very good. It's going to look probably poop. Um, Rune Factory 5 is coming out for Nintendo Switch. You probably haven't played this, but it uh, takes kind of the same mechanics as Stardew Valley or um, Harvest Moon, uh, where you kind of manage a farm type thing. But this is like fantasy so there's monsters and stuff like that rpg elements to it uh the big thing about this one is that it is a uh complete kind of redesign of the the gameplay style so like the graphic graphics style has changed and it looks more modern because rune factory like all the other previous ones i believe were like on handhelds yeah. Like the Nintendo DS and Rune Factory 4 came out on the 3DS, but then it was like remastered for the Nintendo Switch, but still had the same graphic style. Um, Metopia comes out on the 21st. Which uh, I'm excited to a, see. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I know that Metopia, I think, had like a big um, kind of online like uh, component or um, street pass kind of component of it, I think. So that'll be interesting how they implement that into the Nintendo Switch. Did you see what else is dropping on console? Rust. I thought that was going to live on PC forever. Yeah, I don't know how well it's going to. Like, it's it's another one of these, like, open world survival games. Like, there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that there is a um, uh, going to be a, a player base. Um, that guy is really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm so <laughs> sorry. The apartment's already um, hot. I, 20 degrees is way too hot to not have the window open. Yeah, um, I think Rust will have its player base, but I don't know how long it will survive. I think it's going to have a player base on the PS4. I honestly think that's where that game's going to live. Probably. You know what is coming out that was announced like freaking forever ago on the 25th, unless it gets canceled or delayed again? Uh, Biomutant. I thought you were going to talk about King of Seas, and I was like, no, I'm pretty sure you're thinking about Skull and Bones. No, no, Biomutant. This is like where you're a uh, small animal that has been, um, I don't know, mutated. Now you have a sword and stuff like that, apparently. I don't know. Uh, it was announced back in 2017. I believe it was. Uh, so that's coming out finally for Xbox One, Xbox Series X, the PlayStation library. Um and what else we got? Have you seen the have trailer for King of Seas? No, I have not. It literally looks like Sea of, Ki- uh, <laughs> sea sea of, of Thieves. Kings? It looks like Sea of Thieves, but it's a top-down pirate ship battler. Oh, yeah, this one. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, holy shit, it does. <laughs> what? <laughs> I wonder. It's like they just took the Sea of Thieves game engine and just set it to a... Uh, a top-down camera view. Yeah, and, I thought uh, it was tripping out when I, lo- I looked at it. I'm like, have I not seen this funny. game before? That's hilarious. What the fuck? Yeah, that's um, that's pretty much it for the month, man. Like, there's not yeah, a whole there's, lot. There's a lot of, like, kind of remakes, remasters, or uh, ports coming out. MechWarrior 5 comes out on the 27th. That was a PC-only game. Up until now, the 27th of May, that's coming out on Xbox One and Xbox Series X. The, the Mech Warrior games were always kind of fun. Like they, there was a lot of. Did you ever play those on PC? 
Uh, I think I played, I want to say I played MechWarrior 2 because I remember having the CD-ROM for it. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people had MechWarrior 2. That was a good one. Um, but yeah, the MechWarrior games are pretty cool because like you ha- you can change all the, like the entire loadout of your mech, change the legs, change the arms, change like the body, all the stuff. And then each one has like its own health. So like if you take too much damage on your right arm, it can be destroyed, but you can still f- have like, you know, weapons on your left arm your shoulders and stuff like that like it's it's i played a little bit on pc you dabbled uh, yeah because it's on a part of game pass or whatever on pc um it was uh it was a lot of fun i might check it out if it goes to game pass on xbox just to see how how it runs on there but uh i'm really excited to do this at the end of may because june is going to be hyped and i i will let you guys know that when we get into June again, we are planning to do the the E3 shows, no matter how they they work out. Yeah, we'll we'll figure something out. This the last two years or the last year and a half has kind of been up in the air, but you know we're excited that E3 is actually happening, right? In in some form or another. And uh, even though Sony's not officially going to be there, they're going to do their own state of play thing. Um, yeah, they're going to do state of play. Nintendo's going to have its like treehouse, superhouse. Microsoft is going to be like, here's my presentation. Here's Bethesda's presentation. Here's my big dick. All this stuff. Yeah, but uh, that's like pretty much it for May. Do we? Is there anything else that's? Um, no, I, I that's think that's happening? it. We don't really have anything going on. Hello. Uh, the fuck was that? What the hell was that, Sean? Is that is that our new show? It it is our new show. Holy shit! That's right, folks. We have a special surprise for all of y'all. Uh, we are releasing in conjunction with the Scene on Screen podcast, our regular weekly show. We're going to be releasing a biweekly show dedicated to all things board games, tabletop. And anything that you would really play on a large flat surface. Uh, Sean and I have uh, been in the works for the last, I don't know, what, few months, kind of working out the kinks, figuring out the topics, and lining up our guests. And we have a new show called Table Talk, and it is a bi weekly show. Where uh, we, we should say bi-weekly loosely because some of those weeks are getting filled up with other special content. Yeah, so like the plan is to have at least you know two table talk episodes a month um, for the time being until people tell us that they want more, and then maybe we can make it more regularly. But uh, yeah, we uh, have a, a good friend of ours, uh, Owen, will be joining us. He has been playing board games for. A little longer than I have, but he's way more into them than he's me. been playing board games since Monopoly Junior. <laughs> yeah, before Monopoly Junior. So uh, that is our first episode of that is releasing on the biggest holiday of the year, Star Wars Day, May fourth, <laughs> uh, and that is going to be part of. Uh, you don't have to go anywhere else to. To listen to that, it's going to just show up on the list of our episodes under the Scene on Screen podcast um, library, I guess we could call it, uh, because we want to make it as easily accessible to all of our listeners. Um, 
our first episode is uh, going to be a great one. Uh, we talk about some gateway games and how to branch out from playing like, or like how to just get your friends into uh, different board games that aren't Monopoly and Scrabble and all that stuff. Uh, so we, we've had a lot of fun already recording some of these episodes and um, yeah, I'm really excited for everyone to give those a listen. Yep. It's uh it's our thank you to you guys. We've spent a bunch of time building our, our show and now our like we're we're developing some subscribers, a community, and we we really wanted to see if we could push ourselves to like five to six episodes a month, and we're we're right on on track, and we're really excited to have you guys along for the ride. Uh, mm-hmm. We also want to thank uh, Max from Dream Soda. He helped provide the the acoustics for our theme for Table Talk, and we're excited for you guys to hear it next week. Maybe if you're good, we'll throw it up on the Instagram um, just so you guys can hear what the theme sounds like before the show drops on May the 4th. Yeah. Speaking of May the 4th, that is it for us. May the 4th be with you because we are going to miss it this year with you guys, but we'll talk all about it next Friday. For myself and David, thank you as always. Subscribe, listen where you can, and have an awesome, awesome night. Peace. It's gonna be May.